kingdom of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Today, I wanted to zero in on something really specific. Last week, when we looked at um, that the kingdom of God is within you, is within us. In Luke 17, that the kingdom of God. But today, I wanted to highlight something that I think is so relevant, especially in the season we are in and all that we are going through. I just don't think that Christians should be going on the same roller coaster in the same way, in the same pattern, when we always declare that we are part of the kingdom and we always pray, Lord, let your kingdom come, you know. And, um, you know, we always describe the different seasons in life that, you know, sometimes you're going through a victorious season. Sometimes it's not so good. Sometimes it's like you're in a dark place, you know, you're in a low place and all that. But today, I want to come and disabuse your mind on something, and I want to tell you that there is always light in the kingdom of God. There is always light in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to explain it to you, hopefully, and we'll go through a few scriptures, and hopefully we'll have a mind shift and a mind change and begin to approach life differently than the world. Amen. So we'll start by reading Matthew chapter... Six, we're going to read verse number 19. Today I want to just share what I want to share and then I want to get out of here and I want you also to get out of here. But I want to uh, say this to all of us that let us make sure that we take care of ourselves, okay? Yeah, especially those of us who are in uni, who have come back to uni or are going to uni or you're in uni, wherever, take care of yourself. Do you understand? Don't act irresponsibly. Don't act irresponsibly. Okay? Don't act irresponsibly. Okay. Matthew 6, I'm reading from verse 19. The Bible says that don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your whole body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food. Hmm. In bands, for your heavenly father feeds them, and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry? My dad had a pharmacy shop, and that was the name. Why worry? It's a script I didn't know. I'll send it to my mother. I mean, of all the names you can give, what's why worry pharmacy? Ooh. When people have boots and Lloyds, you say why worry? Anyway. And why worry about, I hope my sister is not watching. And why worry about your clothing? 
Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Why? So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear. These things, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. In this season, we can't be having the same uh, thoughts as the world. The same thoughts cannot dominate. If he says dominate, it means it's the priority, isn't it? It's where emphasis is being laid. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Amen. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Thanks be to God. First of all, I read this scripture because this scripture has defined the kingdom of God and he's saying that we should seek first the kingdom of God and seek what? Righteousness. And everything else will be added unto us. Which, and he said that unbelievers, the world, has prioritized clothing, uh, food, shelter, isn't it? Just the daily needs that they have as the most important thing. And he's saying that, no, seek first. Prioritize your kingdom lives. Prioritize your kingdom living. And prioritize righteousness, right living. Prioritize it and see God add all the other things that the world is also seeking for. Put first. Make it the most important. Make it the most valuable. Place things in order. The Bible is never saying that food, clothing, whatever, uh, prosperity, um, breakthrough are not important. It's not saying that. It's not saying that, you know, we shouldn't think about our ambition and how far we can reach. It's not saying that. It's saying that put the order right. Put the order, order right and seek what God has prioritized. Put God's priority first and see God add all the things that the world is searching for. And he gave us a good example saying, look at Solomon. He had all, I mean, Solomon was the richest man, isn't it? Solomon had, I mean, forget the women, but in terms of garden, you know, land, there's waters. He had everything. And he said that even Solomon, in spite of all that, you know, he couldn't even beautify himself like God could beautify the birds. And he's telling us that, what we chase reflects where our priorities are. Because the things that the world is seeking, that we also have need of, they come in waves and they come in cycle. And I'm looking at it and he's saying that, why worry? Don't worry. And scripture is almost being a bit dismissive about the real challenges that we face in life. How many of us know that the issues are real? How many of us know that the issues are real? How many of us have gone from a state to another stage and realized that the issues are still real? 
Yeah, we always talk about this thing that, listen, wherever your level is at now, don't, and, and, and it's good and it's bad, and it's, trust me, your next level will also have the waves right there, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You, you understand? Scripture was not making a mistake when he said all things work together for good. Because in every season, there will be all these things. And yet, Scripture is saying that, listen, don't worry about these things. Let them not dominate your thoughts. Let them not dominate you. Let them not take control of you. Let them not, you know, rule over your life. And I think that as we go through a couple of things, you will come to realize that God has a plan in place for us. And we'll see it through scripture. And scripture is going to show us that as a child of God, it's your dark season, your night season. Is it really a night season? Does God not always provide light? Because we are going to look at scripture and see that there is always a light that illuminates our path, that illuminates our deeds. There's always a path, a light that is ahead of us, that is along with us. And if we look at somebody like Job, you know, before he went through all the challenges, let's look at Job 29. The Bible says in verse 3, when his lamp shone above, and upon my head, and by his light, I walked through darkness. So as Job is contemplating on this, you realize that there was a season when his lamp shone above and upon my head. And also there was a season that by his light, I walked through the darkness. Verse 7 of that scripture says, when I went out to the gate by the city, when I took my seat in the open square, the young men saw me. And hid. I mean, he was so majestic and so awesome and so in charge. And the age arose and stood. You see, when you see great men, you stand, isn't it? Yeah, if you are some, in some places too, when you see uh, elderly people, you, you bow. Yeah, true or false? Hmm. The princes refrained from talking. In the presence of great people, sometimes you have to keep quiet. And some of us, even where we should keep quiet, we don't keep quiet. We want to behave like we're also knowledgeable, <laughs> that we are also great. Yeah, especially people who consider themselves as leaders. Hey, you should never go for a pastor's meeting, I tell you. Everybody is in charge. <laughs> the princes refrained from talking and put their hand on their mouth. The voice of nobles was hush, and their tongue stuck to the roof of their mouth. This is somebody reflecting. And the time he was reflecting on this, he had lost everything. Do you understand what I say? He had lost everything. But he's reflecting on two things that once upon a time, when I walked, men stood still. People kept quiet. There was silence. Even noble people, you know. God had a light. There was a light on my forehead. You could see while I was coming, everything was brightening. But he says that there was also light as I walked through darkness. Which tells me that there is a light for the day season and there is a light for our night seasons. <laughs> Genesis chapter 1. Are you learning something? Today I want us to learn something and have some authority over this time and the season and the periods. Verse 14, Genesis 1. The Bible says that, then God said, 
Let there be lights in the firmament. Oh gosh. Firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament. Today this word wants to harass me, but it will not. Of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Verse 16. Then God made two great lights. Somebody say God made two great lights. We are reading that verse together. So let's start. Then The greater light he made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. This is, we, are, we are looking at how it works in the kingdom, not how it works in the world. And the scripture is telling us that the light that was needed for the day was different from the light that was needed for the night. And it says that they were for signs. So the light was for signs. And then it says for seasons. The light was for seasons. And it says that the light rules. So there was a light that ruled during the day and there was a light that ruled during the night. For days, for months, for weeks, for years. Does God even have a time frame? Why do we try and give him one? I think that the challenge we've always had is because the concept of light has always been equated to daytime. And we've always assumed that if I'm going through the wilderness or if I'm going through a dark patch of my life or I'm going through the night season, then there is no light. But we just read the scripture and he says that in the night there was a lesser light, which means that there was light nevertheless. But he didn't just say that there was a lesser light. He said that and he made the stars also. So you don't just have the moon in the night. You also have the stars in the night, which means that as a Christian, stop trying to use the daylight to walk through your night season and get your night light for the night season. And even be beyond that, become more focused on the fact that the night light, you also have stars. You don't see stars in the day. You only see stars in the night. And we, ha we have to come to the realization that if your life is going to become a star, if you are going to shine, the night season is your opportunity. Because what? The night brings out the stars. The night brings out the glory. The night, the night, the night, the night. Look at the birth of Jesus. The Bible says that whilst the shepherds were watching over their flock, by what time? By night. An angel appeared to them and gave them the good news. And then they went to, what about the wise men? They said that we have seen a star in the east. Yeah. Our Christ has been born. It was a night occasion. Yeah. We are too fearful of disappointments. We are too fearful of confusion. We are too fearful when we get stuck. We just feel so 
you know, worried. What are we going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? But today I came to encourage us that we should begin to look at things based on the season that we are in. May God give us the grace to see in the night. May God give us the grace to see what is working in the night. What we are supposed to use in the night. Because a star is born in the night. A star comes out in the night. You know, you, you, you have your declaration. You know that you are going to shine. You are going to become a victorious person. You are going to be a winner. God has called you to this. Your stardom is in your night season. You see, even in the world, we, we celebrate those who make it through the night. The reason why Nelson Mandela is who he is is because of what he went through. Not because of what he didn't go through. Yeah. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The reason why tem testimonies can be powerful, because a testimony is born out of adversity. A testimony is born out of pain. A testimony is born out of challenge. And you see, when we say your night is in, it doesn't mean that even necessarily that something so dramatic or something. Sometimes even for those who are students, studying and studying and studying and failing some and studying and failing some and studying. Why? You to stop the failing. failing. But suddenly, one day when you have gone through it and you receive your certificate, you will know that it was worth it. You can't value something that hasn't cost, cost you much. You can't value it. You can't value it unless you have had a certain experience with it. And you see, let me just say this as we go on so that we can delete that from our thoughts. That this light that comes in the night, that is available to us in the night, we must make sure that we are seeking the kingdom of God and also its righteousness. Because there is some darkness that is not God orchestrated. There is some darkness that God has nothing to do with it. You know, for example, in Proverbs 20, the Bible says, verse 20, if you insult your father and mother, your light will, not, will be snuffed out in total darkness. It's a good example. It's a good example. So before you come and stand on, Reverend Gloria says that the night light, just make sure that you are, if you are seeking the kingdom of God and you are seeking righteousness, then your darkness and your dark season are on a totally different path. But if you are insulting your father and mother, it says that the, the, the command that has a promise with it is that you should honor your father and mother, isn't it? Yeah, that it will be well with you and then that your days. So as for that one, you can't be insulting your father and mother and come to stand there and say that I, the stars, I stand on Genesis 1, it will, it will not work. So I just thought we should clarify that so that we are not disillusioned. Do you understand? Yeah, because you see, what will give us the authority in the night season, in the dark season, what will make us still stand, what will make us still press on is the fact that I am right with God. I may not be perfect, but I'm right with God. I'm right with God. Do you understand? And I've put God first. And, I've, and because I've put God first, I can see through this season. I can see through this maze. I can see through it. This has been our month of new birth, isn't it? One of the things you realize about those seasons that we go through is that there can be a lot of sorrow, a lot of pain, a lot of traveling, 
you know, a lot of uncertainty. But sometimes it is also there because of what God wants to birth out of you. What God, let me tell you, for those of you who have never gone through any pain, okay, hang on, this message will not mean much to you one day when you start going through. But for those who have had experiences of pain, if you look back on it, you can identify what God birthed out of you in that season. What came out of you during that period. What you pushed out in your pain. Whether it's ministry pain, whether it's relational pain, God used it for something. In John 16, verse 20 and 21, we read a couple of them. Verse 20, the Bible says that, Most assuredly I say to you, that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. And you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. That is the light I am talking about, that as a child of God, as a kingdom child, the one thing you can stand on is that this sorrow will be turned into joy. Yeah. That weeping will be turned around. That heaviness will be turned around. He says that, a woman, when she's in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. Has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one can take away from you. Isaiah 66, 8 and 9 says, Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day, or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring you to the birth and not cause you to bring forth, says the Lord? Shall I cause you to bring forth and shut the womb, says the Lord, of, says thy God. There is no way that God will allow pain. God will allow darkness. God will allow us to go, a season, go through a season of so much uncertainty and not bring out of us something great and not bring out of us something substantial and not bring out of us something that we can look back on and say that indeed in this season, God did something for us. Hmm. Your time has come. Your time has come. Reverend has been encouraging us during this lockdown, and I'm here to reiterate it. Your time has come. I don't care how many times they say lockdown, how many times they say they are shutting down. I want you to begin to think that God will not let me be part of 2020 in this time. God will not let me be exposed to what is going on right now and not have a purpose and a reason for it. There's no way, there's no way. But my, my, my question to us is that, are we looking at things that way? Are we looking at it? Because in this season, Isaiah 60, the Bible says, verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. Somebody says, but the Lord. Somebody say, but the Lord. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. There is always a purpose in the pain God allows us to go through. In the night seasons that 
we find ourselves in as we walk through life, there is always a reason. There is always a purpose. There's always something that God is doing and looking at. You know, when you look at the story in Matthew 26, as Jesus took the three disciples and went to pray in Gethsemane, and he was pleading with his father, Jesus, Jesus had night seasons. Somebody say, Jesus had nice seasons. When you look in the verses, he kept saying, in verse 38, he says that then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little while further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass over me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And then he comes back, and his disciples are still sleeping. Oh, verse 41. I'm not even going to read that part because their story is so shameful. He says that, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Listen, you cannot see that light which is there for the night season if you are walking in the flesh. That is why a few weeks ago I told you that that which is flesh is flesh and that which is spirit is spirit. Because the flesh is weak. When you hear bad news, the flesh gets weaker. The more bad news you get, but when the spirit is strong, even in the night season, it can see through it. Verse 42, he says that again, a second time he went and said, oh my father, if if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And that is how, you know, if Jesus realized that, listen, I'm going to go through this pain anyway. And if it is God's will, then your will be done. And can you imagine, today we stand and we declare that his name is the name above every other name. At the mention of which every knee shall bow, isn't it? Every tongue shall confess. We say that he is seated at the right hand of the Father, making... But he had to suffer. He had to go through things. We, we, we turn our suffering, you know, and we put them on a mantle. We prioritize our pain. We prioritize our hurt, our disappointment. For some of us, we stay in the night. Even when light comes, we want to put the light off again. It's been a challenge. It's been a challenge. It's been a challenge. As a Christian, you will go through it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And I think that I want to just leave us with this fact that, listen, your pain for today will go away. But in two years' time, another pain is coming. Another dark season is coming. Another setback is coming. It's not a bad thing. It's not because you're a bad person. It's because you're going through the cycles of life. But there is is a God who has put in place what you need for all those seasons. In Exodus 13, the Bible says in verse 21, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud, to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and by night. Verse 22. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. God did not take it away from them then, and neither has he taken it away from us now. 
We still have the cloud before us. We still have the fire behind us. Whatever we are going through, you should acknowledge. You know, the, the, the Israelites, it got to a point where they became so, they had an attitude and didn't even appreciate the fact that God was leading them. Even when it was dark, God was leading them. When it was daytime. When you look at Deuteronomy, let's look at this last scripture. It says that, then I said, verse 29, Deuteronomy 1. Then I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. The Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. And in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. Verse 36 says, who went in the way before you to search out a place for you to pitch your tents, to show you the way you should go in the fire by night and in the cloud by day. Child of God, there is not a time that God will not shine a light over your life. Stop looking for the same kind of light in different seasons. Look for the right light in the right season. In a certain season, you may not be able to use the light to read, but you'll be able to use the light to walk. You'll be, listen, sometimes God wants you to rest as part of the process. God wants you, you know that when you look at when the, the, um, uh, during, um, in the tabernacle, it says that when the cloud came during, between the night and the day, they rested, they didn't move. Then they continued the journey when it lifted. You have to begin to be in tune with God and remember that the lights that are ruling my life is very different from the lights that the world is seeing. Because the world only sees. It says that, that's why when we read Matthew 6, it says that if the light you are seeing is not really the real light, then you have real darkness. And the light that we should use is the light of God. Let me tell you something. There is nobody who has achieved much especially as a child of God, who hasn't seen much pain, who hasn't seen much darkness, who hasn't gone through wilderness experience, who hasn't gone through turbulent times, who hasn't been neglected, accused, criticized, ostracized, neglected. There's none. Out of that neglect, out of that criticism, out of that accusation, God shapes you. God molds you into the kind of person he wants to. Sometimes you need to go through that pain so that you can have empathy for others. Some of us, we can't feel other people's pain because we haven't been through anything. When you have gone through your own pain, other people's pain becomes a burden for you. And he said, we're going to close now. I could say, I'm going to close. He's tormenting me at the back. You have no clue. When you have gone through something, listen, when Pastor Sam or Francis or whoever calls you and, you know, um, come for service or, you know, go for chapel meeting or go and check on somebody or help with whatever, come and, uh, you know, Akwesi comes and says, come and clean the church hall, come and, listen, it is not because you don't, you have too many problems or because they don't have problems. But it is because of what they have, their own experience with God, that they realize that whether it's a night season or a dark season, they still have to serve God. Yeah. Where is Beulah and Sandra? Come here, just quickly. Sometimes, especially in a church like this, there's so much to do. 
But sometimes because we don't have the empathy and we also don't have, you know, the love for that thing, we are not able to do it. So I want to ask these two girls, because for the last six months, they're girls. Everybody's a girl. Me too, I'm a girl. For the last six months, every week, they've been organizing food for people, isn't it? Well, have you never had challenges in your life? Have you gone through dark seasons? Give her a microphone. Have you gone through dark seasons in your life? Have you? Give her a microphone. Quickly, please. I'm using these two as an example, but all of us are the same. We have to stress you to, to help with the things of God, to help in the house of God. And then when you finish, you don't even realize that even though you didn't help, your darkness didn't shift anyway. The night still stayed anyway. Yeah. Have you gone through night seasons in your life? What makes you so passionate to help the homeless, to help those who are in need? Have you been homeless before? Nearly. Have you been in need before? Yes. Have you required somebody to organize a basket of food for you before? Do shopping for you? When you have gone through your night season, nobody has to come and tell her, go to Halifax and go and collect food. Go to here and go and organize. It is out of her pain. Her night season has given her a certain light and a certain exposure to do things in a certain way. Give me the microphone. Give her another microphone. I'll be safe. Cross contamination. Sandra, have you been through dark seasons? She's rolling her eyes at me. She's rolling her eyes at me. Have you been through dark seasons? Yes. A lot of it? A lot. Stop crying. A lot of it. Listen. When we feel sad now, we don't feel sad because we're going through something. We feel sad because we are crying because we are so grateful. That the night didn't kill us. The night didn't destroy us. That the night made us stronger. Made us better. Made us more grateful. Made us love God even more. What was the first song? Uh, come here. Sing with them. What was the first song you sang this morning? God bless you. And keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Rise up onto your feet. Listen, if you are going to see the stars that God has set up for you, you are going to have to embrace the night. Twenty twenty may appear as a dark season, but not for you. For you, it's a learning stage. For you, it's a time of exposure that you are stronger than you think. That you are stronger than you think. You are more capable than you are.